need you about your car's extended warranty. Uh, that's all I have. I just skipped those calls <laughs> at this point. I just started yelling. So that's as far as this joke goes. The shortest intro we have. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Keep 100 with Dakota and Chorcy. You can guess which one I am. I'll never tell. <laughs> okay. All right, I guess. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another beautiful grand new day. Um, we are here recording in... Well, I'm in my underwear. Um, you didn't even know that, but now you do. I'm also in Chorcy's underwear. Mm-hmm. Oh, I gave it up. I said who <laughs> I am. <laughs> uh, good job, buddy. Proud of you. Yeah. I like to say, when I said that and didn't say my name, the confusion on your face, you're like, I don't know where I go from here. I, I can't say my name. No. Like, because you, you start, like, if you don't do the thing, I can't just be like, and I'm Chorcy. Like, it's weird. <laughs> it's very self-centered. Like, we, we, we have a pattern. You got to follow it. Like. No, I don't. You do the ridiculous starts, and then we introduce ourselves, and at the that end, that start was real. You say cute intro, like cute music. Oh, like that. That's like our thing. That's like our signature. <sighs> I know because I edit Sorry, this podcast sometimes, enough. Sometimes the art just you know takes over. Oh my and god! Say whatever. Happens. <laughs> the art just takes over. So full of shit, but also I get that because I've definitely used that excuse before. Like, I just, you know, in the moment, it wasn't the right decision. I, I know, I've definitely said this to a director, but like, I know you told me to do this, but it just doesn't feel true to who James is. It just doesn't. That's what I say when I forget my blocking. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just didn't feel right. Do you know where you're supposed to be? I didn't know where I was supposed to be. <laughs> oh, have you, wait, have you ever been at the, the line no situation? You know what I'm talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Where the line is actually no, but the actor calls the line. <laughs> oh. I've only, um, I've only ever seen it happen once. And it is really, like, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, my God, like, the Super Bowl is about to happen type of deal. Like, you can feel the energy kind of increase in the room. Because you're like, oh, shit, it's happening. Oh, shit, it's really about to happen. <laughs> I've been in the uh, your line is what situation. Hmm. <laughs> You're like, line, what? Line, what? <laughs> line, your line is what? <laughs> so that's that one. Oh, man, that's a treat. Uh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, that's kind of a good segue, I guess, that this is our work. Um, so for this lovely, lovely, brand new, juicy, thick, luscious, lavish, Ravaging episode. We're gonna talk about work. Everyone's favorite thing. Yeah, we're gonna share some some work stories, both as groupies, not groupies. What am I? What am I trying to say? What? Like when we work, both stories of when we've worked together or separate jobs oh. we've had without each other. I don't know why I went groupies. So, groupies. <laughs> That didn't explain why you said groupies. <laughs> you know, as a, I was trying to say as a group, but, like, it's only two of us, so that's not really a group. It's like it, – but I didn't want to say, like, coupling because then people are like, oh, like, no, no. I couldn't date you anyway. It just re- – <laughs> very contradictory oh, what I just said. Let's move on. Let's move on. I want to say – I think it's funny, like, it's like when you're at work – if you're like, oh, you know, when we leave, have you ever had, had people say, like, oh, no shop talk? Like, when we leave, we go out, we don't talk about work? Uh-huh. I, when people say that, I'm like, I get that. I get we don't want to talk about work. 
but I have nothing in common with you people except work. Because you tell me about your interests, I'm like, wow, that sounds boring. Or it's not dig on people. It's like, wow, I we wouldn't hang out if we didn't work the same job. Sometimes, of course, every job you're going to find someone that you find something in common with. But often, sometimes the only thing you have in common with your work friends are the fact that you work together. Yeah. So I just be like, oh, no shop talk. I was like, oh, Dakota, why aren't you talking? I was like, I don't care what anybody here has to say. <laughs> None of you are interesting. None of you have anything of value to contribute to this conversation. That's fair. It's like, I will value your hobby. I understand why you like it, but it's not for me. So I'm just going to listen. I'm just going to smile. I'm going to drink and eat. And at the end of the day, I'm going to leave, and I'm not going to come out with you guys again. It's fine. I'll have fun, but it's like I don't have anything in common with you guys. Have you ever had someone who is too obsessed with their hobby and like that's all they want to talk to you about outside of work? Mm. I think some, yeah, I think sometimes, but wow, I really like make myself look like a bad person. I think I'm just really honest. I just I'll say this. I'm very honest on the podcast, and I'm obviously not like this in person. I just say my inner monologue out loud, but then in person, I'll still like do the things that I want to do. I'll yeah. just be thinking these things. <laughs> so sometimes I'm really bad texter. So if someone's trying to talk to me after work about things I don't care about, mm. and if I don't care about them enough to respond, I'm not going to. To be fair, even the people I care a lot about, I just don't respond sometimes. So. Yeah. I feel that. So some, yeah. So I think I've avoided a lot of conversations um, from people like oh who like really like stuff <laughs> because I don't give them the time to talk to me about it. That's fair. I mean, that's nice. I think you'll know this because working at um, dining services. I, I don't know if they did that moral, but like sometimes like two of you will be paired off on the same like station. Yeah. So it's like all right, like one fucking person to talk to here. Some people like just do model, like just like be talking in my ear about things, but they'll kind of like talk about like a range of subjects. I don't think I've ever had somebody that maybe talk to talk about one specific thing. Oh, I do. I, I definitely have. And it was knitting. Like out of all of the topics for it to be, it was specifically just about knitting. And I was like, we are in college. No way. I did have a coworker who's talking about knitting a lot. Like, who hurt you were at like 18, 19, 20, 21. Your favorite hobby is knitting. Some people are just old their whole lives. Or they like are like Little House on the Prairie. I don't even know. I've never even seen Little House on the Prairie. Like that's just how foreign of a concept that is to me. Like the only time I've ever sewn anything is when I ripped a hole in my pants. Like. I don't I cannot imagine like I'm just gonna go home and knit now like if my grandmother sat me down and was like I'm gonna teach you how to knit I would be on board with that shit because that's about spending time with my grandmother we get to connect with each other and have conversations but like for me to just come home to my apartment with internet and porn and just to decide out of all the things I could do (laughs) porn included that I'm just going to knit you can knit yourself like a little dick sleeve (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm broken. A what? <laughs> Dick sleeve. Just like. How does this work? Explain this. 
Do you just like uh, like a knit condom? You just put it over your dick, like it's like a beanie. Your dick's like if it gets cold in the winter. Wait, you slide this so bad boy on. It's a beanie, so it's just like just for like the head. Well, you could do a beanie for just the head, but I was thinking like a full <laughs> sleeve. Oh, okay. but you could a beanie now is funnier. <laughs>
I went down, clocked in. My manager looked at me and said, because I lived in Moral and worked mm-hmm. in Moral. So I went down to the floor, and they were like, go upstairs and get him. So I then mm-hmm. had to get on the elevator, go back up to the 13th floor, and, like, knock on his door to be like, bro, you're late. Like, an hour late. Get up. We have to go. Like, I'm getting yelled at because you're not at work. And it's not my responsibility to take care of you. Get up. Like, they had that whole thing where it was, like, X amount of points got you terminated. And I Dude, swear I was he, at, like, 16 points once. You're not going to get terminated. Yeah, like, I swear he had over 20 points and just, no one cared. Like, at 6, it was like, oh, you terminated at 6. I was like, I was over double. Like, they need, the attrition rate in dining service is so bad. Like, I would bark at customers in front of my manager and stuff, or leads of, like, don't talk to them like that. And I'm like, they were aggravating me. <laughs> like, I would hide in the bathroom and stuff. The amount of times, like, like, if something was in the fryer, but we ran out, so I'm like, oh, is there any chicken? I was like, it's in the fryer. Like, I'll wait. I was like, no, you can step to the side. <laughs> Because they wanted to wait right there and hold up the line. And I was like, oh, no, you're not. I was like, okay. you can step to the side. He's like, no, I'll just wait right here. And I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, you're not going to do that. You're going to step over there. And then they move. And I like have just dead eyes. It's not, I'm clearly not happy to be there. <laughs> oh, man. I love that. You, no, you're not. Like, you're going <laughs> to be like. <laughs> or somebody else, can I get some fresh pancakes? Can we put the older pancakes on top yeah. of the newer ones? So those ones? Otherwise, I'm just talking, like, can I get fresh yep. ones? I'm like, you can get what's on top. <laughs> and it's like, look at me. And I'm like, what? Like, the no. fuck and, then they'll take, and then they'll just, they'll be two on top. So that's for two. I'll give them the two old ones. The next person asks for pancakes, and they'll get two brand new ones. <laughs> and the person will still be filling up their syrup long enough to hear that. They'll look at me. I'll just like, look back at them like, I don't make the rules. <laughs> like I'm not happy to be here I'm not gonna go out of my way for you like unless you're really nice I'm not gonna go out of my way for you I think I wish people understood especially when it comes to those early like customer service type of jobs well even now I don't give a fuck I yeah. am confident in my ability to find another job that if I get fired from here I just won't list this job and move on to something else <laughs> I don't give a fuck and, like, luckily, like, dining services was my first job. So, like, I was still very, like, pro-customer service and, like, kind of cheerleader type of energy with my customer service. And, I mean, I still do it. You can talk to the staff at the escape room where, like, I don't know how you turn that on and off. Um, but, like, <laughs> I'm now very much of a mentality that's, like, like I told you yesterday, like, I had some customers who came in. That, that old bitty who was like waving her hands at me as I'm clearly putting it together in order and I've already addressed her. It's like, I will pour this hot fudge on you and watch the life leave your body. I do not care. I do not. There's a fire extinguisher under here. I will smack you across the face with it. I do not care. Don't test me. They do not pay me enough to give a fuck about your feelings. They do not. <laughs> Once a kid got a question so wrong that my first instinct was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, they're like, they looked at me. And I was like, i give you a positive. You don't tell anybody. <laughs> like, I'd bribe a student because they were like, I don't think they knew it. It was just like so off and so out of it. just caught me off guard. 
It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I used to steal, um, remember that pub mix at the escape room that would serve? A Turk? Yeah. I used to eat so much of that. Bro, I'm pretty sure we all did. Yeah, like, so much. <laughs> it, was like, I guess, it, was, it was a little spicy, yeah. too. Like, it was... It was, yeah, it was so... I, and I love savory stuff. I used to take so much of that. Like, anytime I walked through the kitchen, I'd be like, hand in. <laughs> <laughs> anytime I was in there, I'd find excuses. Especially, it was like, slow days. I was like, all right. Like, they'd just go wipe down the, uh... Whatever, fucking... The lounge? The tables. Yeah. But yeah, go wipe down the lounge. I'm like, all right. Steal a shit to the pub mix. Oh, bro. Absolutely. That shit... And because it was like the bougie stuff that you can only buy at certain stores because they yeah. brought it from Indiana and then took it to when they built the Columbus location. So it was a very mm-hmm. specific brand that only that owner at the time wanted to use. And, uh, chef's kiss. Shit was delicious. Yeah. I think the main issue is like with jobs where I feel appreciated, obviously I do more. Mm-hmm. But like if you pay me minimum wage, you're going to get minimum effort. So minimum effort is defined as as much work as little work as I can do without getting reprimanded, because I know I still do a good job. It's like when I'm actually doing something, I know I'm good. Like you're my manager, you've been my manager before. Like you know the quality of work I can give. Yeah. But like we talked about, as soon as I'm done working, that's that's it. And so, like the escape room wasn't so much because there's only so many things I had to do. But like for like KCOM and stuff, you don't pay me enough to be to get good customer service. You pay me to give adequate customer service and that customer service is to serve the customers i don't have to be nice to them i'm not gonna be nice to them like i'll still like be cheery Mm -hmm. but if someone comes negatively to me i'm like you're not gonna sour my mood so if you're having a bad day i'm gonna make it worse because now you (laughs) aggravated me that's fair i i've only ever had two minimum wage jobs so um because luckily my income has kind of always increased when i've gotten a new job up until a Mm -hmm. certain point um, so the first one was Moral Commons, and I think at the, that time when I did it, the minimum wage was seven thirty-five for a house aid. Mm. Um, and then the other one, oddly enough, which now that I'm thinking about it, and I realize the amount of work we put into it, should not have been the case, was Student Safety Services. Like, I'm not surprised. As a starting like student officer, it was minimum wage. Now, I also got a raise. I think that one also, you got a raise like every three months or six months. So your paycheck built up fairly quickly because by the time I left, I, I did get a raise. But also, like, to clarify, a dime raise is not a raise. Even if you work... Like, 40 hours with a dime raise, you've made a maximum of four more dollars. Right? Is that how math works? Yeah. Four dollars. Yeah. With a 10 cent raise. Like, that's not shit. Like, I can't even... talk about this. Ohio State does not care about its students. It does not. We've Shoot. already talked about that. It does not. Like, uh... Um, but then from there, um, I did, like, a student... When... Uh, the person in the office at Ohio State Theater left, you know, like me and one of our yeah. other mutual friends, like we were kind of substituting that. I think that yeah. was like twelve. And yeah, part they, that, was, that was actually a pretty good job. Um, and I think it was the same thing for like uh, doing the housing, the house manager 
for some shows as well and doing like ticket offers and things like that. Um, this, uh, the first escape from my work that as an actor, I'm pretty sure it was 13 an hour for a regular game, 16 an hour for like special events. Damn. Turk sucks so much. And then when I got to Turk, cause like after, no, after that I went to Columbus children's theater. Yeah. So I was stage managing and we won't talk about stage management pay. Because that is, well, Stipens. you know, you got yeah. it. You know. Stipends, yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, when I think back and it's like, I put an effort into a show for three months. It's like a couple dollars per hour. And was like, oh, yeah, let, let me, hold on. I'm about to do some quick maths here. So let's talk about that show. I got paid that much amount, divided into three months. And so within those three months, there are four weeks in a month. Um, Ish. And assuming that I only work five days a week, which is not true which is not in true theater, and assuming I only work 40 hours a week, I got paid two and a half dollars an hour. Because you do it for the exposure. And that was my that highest paid yeah. stage management gig. Because there were some other companies that would pay even less than that. Yeah. Like, there's like, oh, no way to survive. Art. It's yeah, I get like, wow, or like Columbus trying to be like more smart professional, but it's like you can't. Like the reason that's what's kind of stagnating. It's not like it, the theater scene exists, but it's really not going to grow any more than it currently is, because people can't really live off of it that much. Like, maybe a couple people could probably live off of it. It was wild. Um, but then from stage management, that's when I got the ticketing manager job. So that was my first salary job. Mm. That's my first time being introduced into the world of salary. Which was actually a positive experience in terms of being salaried. Um, the job itself was too demanding. Yeah. Like, I think that was just the issue. Like, when fucking Pete the Cat went on sale... I wanted to blow my brains out. And at the time, I was in a relationship with an abusive ex so that I'd go home to him and still want to blow my brains out. Like, it was just, it was like, <laughs> life was just shitty <laughs> all the way around. Like, everyone and that fucking, like, the I wanted to tell a pizza cat was so big that I came in an hour early, stayed an hour later, and still had a full voicemail to return calls to the next day. Like, my boss had come down into the ticket office, and, like, because she was the director of operations, she did none of the director of operations shit. She just did tickets with me that day. It was that rough. Um, so, yeah, we I'm, we immediately triggered, like, the, um, where you add extra days on. Mm-hmm. Like, the sales triggered for that fairly quickly. Um... Which is wild. So then we started selling that shit. I ooh, I don't know if I ever told you this story about the biggest mistake I made at CCT. Mm-mm. Um, so one of our actors, uh, for Mary Poppins Jr. Yeah, because this is the show I never got to see. Uh, ended up falling ill for one of our performances, so we had to cancel it, and it was a school performance. Um, 
so we had like contacted everyone and like changed all the dates you know cleared everything out of the system yada 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 and so my boss had just sent me to the theater you know just to make sure people wouldn't try to walk in and buy tickets mm-hmm. um so i'm sitting in the ticket office you know and at that theater like that door is closed you know you're like hidden in that little alcove area so a teacher walks in with a bus full of kids I missed their account completely because I didn't understand what I was doing I will fully admit this was on me I missed their account and never contacted them and they showed up for the performance that was not happening I remember apologizing profusely about it and the teacher was so sweet and so kind we sat and talked about some different things they could do uh, around the city they went and got food at, like the north market yada 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 I had to call my boss and tell her what happened and then because the worst part was I so I parked at the administrative building and then rode a scooter to the theater because I didn't want to drive my car and like the scooters were like the, the hip thing to do so mm-hmm. I had rode to the theater in a scooter feeling good like you know it's gonna be a great day it's gonna be pretty nice and had to ride back on a scooter and felt like absolute shit and walked into her office and I just started bawling crying like I was so upset at myself I was like I cannot believe I did this and I was like this is it like I'm getting fired fast forward two months but I was getting fired (laughs) I like I just knew like this was it and luckily my boss was very kind of understanding um like she you know just presented it in a way of like well we will learn from this we know now uh, we'll do some more training in arctic so you have a, a better understanding of the system it's okay like just very compassionate as a manager because i feel like that was a very big royal fuck up on my part so i'm very thankful for that moment because i i felt like shit she has to let me go home for the rest of the day because i was just so stressed um like it just uh like because there's nothing worse than like going in to the office and be like all the you know all the staff is there right i'm the newest staff one and it's like everyone knows i fucked up i'm like the way we gossip with each other i knew for a fact everyone knew what i had done it mm-hmm. uh to this day i still think about that moment of walking back in and it's like i cannot believe i did this um never made that mistake again thank goodness uh but yeah, I was salaried at that job, so like there were always there was a couple moments where like the day my ex and I broke up, I didn't go into work. Actually, I called my boss and was like, "I, I'm not doing okay," because uh, me and a friend at the time, Tashi, actually, like the day things I started to see things were going sour, um, when he like blocked me on Twitter and like Instagram and all that shit, and I like started yeah. to see what was happening. Um, Tashi was working in the front office and so I was like I I think I'm about to break up with my partner like I think it's about to happen right now and she's like what because her partner was also moving to Austin um, and it was just like a big ordeal so like the next day I woke up and like I was just not myself and she was like just don't come in like it'll be fine take a day we want you to take care of yourself and I was like oh thank god like that's supposed to be the benefit of being salaried like when you need those moments you should be able to do that without it affecting your pay Mm -hmm. 
I haven't found another salary job since that respects that. Although I do think I take that back. I do think the one I'm at now will do it. With like mental health days and stuff. Yes, like just because I'm I'm already salaried now. So like, if I need to take care of myself, we can make it work, and I think I'll be fine. Um, but the escape room, absolutely not. That was not oh, an option. Hell no. Um, not for Republicans. It's <laughs> on. The one time I get a fucking text from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, salary's a trap, y'all. Don't do it. Especially if it's for something that you are passionate about. Because I will admit, when I worked at the escape room, it was because I fully had an intention of creating a career in escape rooms. Like, in Ohio, yeah, I hate to say it because it sounds really cocky, but I was kind of a pioneer of escape rooms in Ohio. In the sense of, like, I had a lot of experience working at one and doing them and understanding the mm-hmm. mechanics of how they worked and functioned. Um And I was pretty proud of that. And I I was, like, building up kind of, like, a leverage in a community of, like, escape room people and, like, building my team, so to speak. Um, So I really liked that. I felt like I had kind of found my career path. Like, I would tell people escape rooms wasn't just a job for me. That was my career. That was what I wanted to do. Um, Then when I got to Indy, that all fell apart. I mean, bad, bad management ruins good employees. I cannot understate that bad management ruins great employees remember when they got so pissed off about the little shrine in turk <laughs> oh my god i forgot about that that was so funny like i 100 was a part of that as well were you know, they got, yeah they're getting so they're getting so lit like wow i don't remember what room that was it's like wherever like the furnace was or something yeah, it's like that little or closet. Pool. It was just like a closet. Yeah, there's literally nothing in there. We put it all in the back, so it wasn't close to anything, so it wouldn't like catch fire or anything. There's a box, and I can't, there's, like, there's a picture on it. I drew a little sticker of a pie man that, like, if any of my family listening to, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It was so dumb. And they got we had this during the meeting. It was brought up, and they're like, "Fess up now!" <laughs> like we're gonna look at the cameras, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> it was so stupid. Obviously, didn't fess up. Because I knew they were going to look at the cameras. I was like, you have to look through so much footage. Oh, it had to, to be To find somebody months. walking through. It had to be months. Because, like, by the time they found it, it had been there for at least two months. Like, yeah, it, maybe about. Yeah. It was because they found it late. They found and it late. At that late. point, like, I already, and I already known I was leaving. So I was like, what do you, if you find, if he saves me, what are you going to do? But also, we couldn't afford to fire anyone there anyway. We were already understaffed. Exactly. Like, it was, damn. It was, it was stupid. So stupid. It was absolutely fucking stupid. That should have been like a red sign to me then. Because I was an assistant manager when that happened. And mm. the thing is, there was no indication about it ever happening or it coming up. Because, like, we had a manager meeting before the meeting, like the full team meeting, where we talked about the points we wanted to hit, what manager was going to talk about what, like the whole nine yards. Somehow that got brought up and it derailed which is a common thing for that ownership team. Just derail. You know it's true. Mm-hmm. No, like, that's what I'm laughing. So I agree. It was so. Anything is it? It was not. It was not offensive. It was not harmful for anyone. I hate to say it. It wasn't really even done well. Like it wasn't a thing where it was like, oh, they spent like six hours doing it. It was a sticky note with a cardboard box that had been cut out and a piece of fabric that had been thrown over it and it was a blow up ducky. 
like holds like oh, a drink Flamingo. in the pool. Yeah, the Flamingo. Yeah. That was yeah. it. Like it was not. It was not that serious. And out of all the things that happen in the workforce, like if that's the things y'all want to do to like have a good morale at work, then me as a manager, I'm all for it because it, it doesn't it doesn't hurt anything. It was like you just had like a little secret little. It was just it was not an issue, and the way they blew it up to where like threatening people's job over it was just an overreaction on their part. Yeah. Uh, I stole I, toilet yeah. paper as well from the bathrooms when I needed for my apartment. I think that's when I knew. I was like, oh, I'm going to start taking more things here. So yeah. explain. You, you, well, you, I needed groceries, and they didn't pay us enough. So I was like, I'm not going to pay for toilet paper. I'm going to take some things from here. And so, like, you know, I used to bike for, to work yeah. a lot because I'd put, like, my dress clothes and stuff in there. So, like, once I was going to dress in the bathroom, and I looked, I was like, Fuck it. I just took some toilet paper. So I was like, it was between paydays. Um, so I couldn't, get, I couldn't afford to get toilet paper yet. Um, the worst thing about that is, like, one, they paid us very little, like just $10. Mm-hmm. And then also, you got hours cut so much. Like, yeah. if I worked the amount of hours I was, like, prescribed, like, at the beginning, I'd have been fine. Like, so I've been making close to, like, 300 bucks um, every week. But we, Hours would get cut so much. So we're walking away with like sometimes only like 150. Like my hours would be cut like half or more. Yeah. Yeah, because you had. That's a, why I was like, yeah. I was like, yo, you can't treat me the way you're trying to treat me with how my hours are. I've tried to explain that to them before, and luckily when I left the indie location. That was when they made the decision to give them raises. Yeah. Um, so, but even then, what they decided to do was kind of weird, but whatever. So everyone got a quarter raise automatically. And then, from my understanding, the other 75 cents was based off of if you knew all the rooms. Um, so you could you could be at 11 an hour if you knew all the rooms at that location. I don't know if they bumped up the assistant managers because assistant managers start at 14 yeah so let me just let me just point this out as an actor at trapped there were with the combination of regular hours and the special games i could make more part-time at trap than i could full-time as assistant manager at turk Especially when we had to switch. So uh, when I was first assistant manager, we were salary twenty nine six hundred. That's fourteen dollars an hour, supposedly forty hours a week for the year twenty nine six hundred. Um, at January first of twenty twenty, the legal requirement of what it was to be salaried rose. And assistant managers dropped below the pay cuts. So then we had to switch to being hourly. So it helped us because that meant we weren't allowed to work more than 40 hours because my boss was not approving overtime for any reason. We couldn't afford it. But it also meant that she had to pick up more hours. And I felt bad for her because it shouldn't have been like that. That was supposed to be the purpose of us being salaries that we could help each other out. But basically it made it it makes it so that whoever the the store manager is you're never allowed to be sick you can't call off because there's no one to support you especially over there in ohio because the ownership team lives here in indiana 
So she yeah, was by herself. Run that company to the ground. Like there was no one there to support her, and I'm I'm sure that's what the current one is feeling now. It's like when you need help, when you have those family issues, who are you gonna call on? Because the moment you ask one of your assistant managers to step in, it's automatically now affecting your pay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's now a direct cost to you being sick against your location. So what do you do? Like you're trapped. It's poor ownership. It's poor general management. Like, oh, it's 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 such a trap. And I feel, I feel for those who are still there because I just I couldn't, I yeah. could not. Well, I did it's, it, but not anymore. Yeah, and stuff like this is why. Like, I don't know if you've seen the news. A lot of like businesses will be like, oh, like oh, we're sorry for like. You know, if wait time's really slow, people don't want to work anymore. People don't want to do this. It's like, no, no, no. People don't want to work for you. Mm -hmm. You're not paying people enough to have to deal with you. Like, the fact that fast food, it's only called fast food. It's one of the most intense, like, um, industries because just everything is so quick. You have the worst fucking people possible. Like, service industries, you deal with the worst people and you have, like, the highest expectations. Like... For like for the pay, it's absolutely insane. And then people complain like, "Oh, at least you have a job." It's like, bro, I will kill you. <laughs> this will be my like, job. <laughs> like, you want to die? Those are the words you want to pick. <laughs> I will. I will spit in your food. Like, watch me. What are you gonna do about it? Nothing. You come back, uh, piece of shit. It's it's so aggravating. Like these like owners are like, "Oh, people just don't want to work." People want to work. Most people like to work. They like to make money. But I think the pandem- the pandemic really showed that like. When people are making so much money, um, not even that much money over unemployment, be able to like, realize like, oh, it's easier for me to live off unemployment than the shitty wages my boss gives me. Why would I want to return? That's not people not wanting to work. It's you being a shitty owner and manager. Don't get it twisted. And so if someone's like, oh, what about the mom and pop shops that you know can't afford to hire people? okay that's sad but if it's their business you can't why should somebody else be poor so you aren't poor that that logic doesn't make any sense this is specifically targeted to one person <laughs> uh, but i know she doesn't listen to my podcast anyway um so it's okay so i'll tell you later but it's like no nobody has to work for you it's if you aren't you know, an attractive employer in this sense, like you, people don't want to come there. You have to look at why that is. Why are you not competitive with other people? Why would people rather be unemployed? And because, you know, there's a certain cap there and there's so many like expectations you have to do with the government. Um, so Republicans say, oh, it's so easy. It's all this stuff. It's not, it's easy right now because you're in a pandemic. But after this is over, they're going to start cracking back down on it again. Yeah. Um, so you, if you're wondering why you're not getting people hired, you have to really look at what your business model is compared to other people and how much you're paying. I, like, if you're I, not giving somebody a living wage, like... Exactly. And I think some business owners forget that. It's not... It is your job to convince people you are an employer worth working for. Mm-hmm. And I think they forget that even when you're having an interview with a candidate. It is just as important for the candidate to impress the employer as it is for the employer to impress the candidate. 
Because just because you offer me a job does not mean I have to take it. For example, I did an interview. Um, this is when I was struggling to find a job before I got the ticketing manager job. And I was trying to support my partner and um, had a, a marketing type of job. Really, it sounded like it was just a bunch of phone calls, really, is what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I walk in. I'm in a full suit and tie, very professional, clean haircut, ready to go. Um so I walk in and the gentleman who greets me, um, you know, asks me to have a seat. You know, he like checks me in, gives me the clipboard, has, tells me I have a seat. And then the person who interviews me after I've checked in comes up, says, what up, my nigga? And I am dumbfounded. And might, mind you, it's another black man. So, like, a part of it is also that he feels like it's comfortable and appropriate to do this. But, mm-hmm. like, I truly look down. I'm like, I'm in a suit and tie. We're in a business, a very classy-looking professional business. And this is how you just greeted me. Quickest interview of my life. Like, when you go into an interview, you're like, there's no point. You don't give a fuck. When's your birthday? Seven. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the pay rate you're looking for? I want a million dollars. Like, or I'll walk right now. I'll walk right the fuck now. I truly ten minute interview because I was like, there's no point. I like first impressions. Like it is just as important for you to impress me, especially me who was very cocky about their employment. Mm-hmm. You, you have to understand the background I come from. This is what my mother does for a living. Has done this for years. I don't fuck around when it comes to my resume, my brand, my name. Like, I don't have a career that you could just laugh at. I have, I am multi-skilled. And any job who has me is lucky to have me. And I truly mean that. It is every job's responsibility to convince me why I should be there. Because I know I can do the job. I have no problem completing the task. And even going a bit further, that's what you need. But you need to convince me why I should stay. And the moment you don't, as these past employers have found out, the moment you don't, I will walk away. Well, I know you need money. Actually, my last boss, I remember at one point making a statement, well, I know you just signed your lease, so I know we have you for quite a while. Well, look where you are now. You still don't have a manager for that location, ma'am. Yeah, I think... Uh, I'm glad that people, the workers are finally realizing their worth again. Mm-hmm. Like, cause before, like, oh, why do you want to work here? It's like, I really don't. I would, I would rather... Why don't I work at fucking KCOM? I don't want to work here at all. I'm trying to survive through college. Like... The only reason I did a second year in um, my current job is because we were in a fucking pandemic. I was like, all right, well, this place, I have subsidized housing, right? And of course, I was, yeah, I'll do another government program. And, like, because I like the kids. Like, my students are hilarious. Um, right. And I'll see them succeed. Um, but I don't, not, like, in love with the job. All right, so I'm leaving after this year. It's, I think... 
power really makes people think they have a little bit of power makes people think they have a lot of power. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. So I like your different reactions. You're like, oh, I'm just gonna walk. Like I'll leave the job. For me, I'm like, I can't really afford to leave right now. So I'm gonna start stealing from work. <laughs> Especially when you think about like the biggest theft um is wage theft. Absolutely. Like it's it's billions, billions of dollars. Like that's why Yeah. Like like oh you can't clock in X times like oh I s oh I don't know if you did like certain jobs, like you can clock in like up to seven minutes or something after your start time, but it'll count as five or something. Right? So you say you clock in at five. Like that's uh-huh. when you're supposed to be in there. If you clock in at five oh seven, it just says you were there at five. Oh. Like, there's certain things, like something's getting fixed. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is like it's like a fifteen minute breaker. So like it's gonna go to the nearest fifteen minutes. So it's probably be seven, so it might bump you to the next one. So like you can click up to six or something before. So do that. So I'm like, all right, well like, oh we need you to clock in fifteen minutes early. I was like, You're not gonna pay me for that. So no. So I'm gonna clock in early. I'm gonna go eat because you pay me minimum wage. This Kroger, and then <laughs> I'm gonna eat for the first thirty minutes because nothing for me to do right now. I'm gonna wander around, and then I'm gonna leave fifteen minutes early. So I'm gonna get paid for fifteen minutes of work I didn't do because you're taking shit out of my stuff anyway. And oh, I hate that job so much. I hate a Kroger. I forgot you worked there because we saw you. There I only worked once. there for like four months. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that made me mad is like I had to like unload a pallet all by myself. It, it literally wouldn't fit into the fridge and freezer. Oh. So like just because like like the milk fridge or like the the freezer, I was trying to unload it, trying to get it in there as much as I could. Yeah. Um, and I got yelled at because it'd been sitting out in the back, and I was like, you know, like stuff started to sweat. We gotta get it in there. It's like, I, yo, like I'm trying my fucking best. And I want you to know I don't care about this stuff. Like, that's my thing. As soon as you start, like, I will do my job as best I can. Like, when I'm working, like, I don't want to... I don't want to be seen as a slacker because I'm not a slacker. Um, but, like, if you start to disrespect me from when I'm trying to do this, like, I'm not going to see a single penny of what happens. Like, whenever a company is like, oh, wow, we did so great this year. Like, look at all the profit margin we had. I, like, I know I'm not going to see that, any of that. So I'm like, I don't care. I do not care about how much money I made you. The fact that we made more money actually makes me mad because I know I'm not going to see any of that. Mm-hmm. So like, if you're going to disrespect me from trying to do this, when, like, what am I supposed to do with it? Like, where, where do we put the, all this stuff? Tell me. I want you to look in that fridge. Where am I supposed to put all of this? You see all those milk crates? Okay, can't put it over there. So these other things, go put on the floor. Oh, let me go look out there. Oh, can I fit anything else in these freezers? No. Like, it was, it was so aggravating. And like, yeah. And then the assumption like that the employer knows everything and the customer is always right. So the employee is stuck in this like stupid little limbo. It's like, you have to adhere to all of the rules, but also you can't upset the customer. But also, don't get me involved. Uh, oh, so many comments. I was raised by Christy Drown. I'm going to be petty. <laughs> if, if a customer comes at me, yes! I'm going to meet them with the same energy. Yes! Like I, I am all about... Uh, I love work clapbacks. Like, a slick one. Or, like... Um, would the employees get it, but it goes over to customer's head? That shit makes my heart sing. It's just like, uh, cause you don't deserve this. You don't, you don't deserve this good ass service. You don't get from me. 
Like, you don't. Also, I want to touch back something very important. I wish, and maybe we understand it because we've done customer service jobs for pretty much all of our employment history. Managers who treat their employees like shit only get bad output in return. Like, why Why would you go to work every day and be like, like, you're a bad employee. I fucking hate you. Like, you need to get out. Like, I don't... And don't be wrong. My, my employees. Like, there, there are some people who, like, genuinely just don't work for your environment, your culture, you know, with what you're trying to do. And at that point, you should let them go. But I, I experience too many times, no matter what job I'm at, managers who complain about their subordinates and don't do anything in a positive way to fix it. And sometimes that does include removing the employee from your organization. Well, I need a body. No, you don't. Because at this point, you bitching and complaining about it is only creating more negative energy in the work that is now infecting your other staff members. Those who are actually good staff members are now just becoming okay staff members. Mm-hmm. Because you just address why they're feeling that way. Sometimes you said to have shitty people working for you who just don't aren't going to have to do anything. That's totally fair. But if their grumblings are adequate grumblings, like, oh, I'm overworked. Like, you fired somebody, so now I'm doing two people's work for the same amount of pay. And now I'm getting now I'm getting in trouble because I'm not staying up to par with the other person's work that was just added on to me. It's like, of course you're going to have people grumbling. And it's like, oh, well, you're getting paid. It's your job. No, no, no. This is two people's jobs. Like, with all the stuff, like, um, all the jobs you've had where they, like, add things on to you. Mm-hmm. And so I never understood, like, if I was a business owner, if I ever asked anyone to, like, take over someone's responsibilities when they left, I'd be like, and just so you know, for the time being, until we find someone to get, uh, like, the replacement, you'll get their paycheck. I feel like it's only fair. If you're doing two jobs, why would you not get the paycheck of the person whose work you're covering for? I think that's one of the only, one of the few good things, I think, to at least try to do was like those flex positions like we need another system manager we don't have one right now who's one of our best employees that we can have at this like you know half and half when we need a system manager they get the system manager pay Uh another not i i commend them for that that's a great strategy like if like i don't want this person to be a system manager yet or maybe they don't want to be whatever it is but need somebody to fill this role so while they're doing that and doing these duties they'll get that pay yeah so i commend them for that but like best case scenario and rarely it, it's just unrealistic to happen somebody's managed to be able to pull off two people's jobs at once right they still deserve a raise but that's going to be quickly like aggravate them and you either need to get another person in there or that person going to leave too and now you have two holes to fill exactly like even if you pay one person like one and a half times more or just, just give them a raise if they're doing more work give them a raise like don't don't do anything for free like I will always work my wage if I feel like I am paid adequately I will work much higher or or far better than I was before I'm always gonna do my best like you see me working like I'm always gonna give like my best work because it's still a reflection of who I am and like I need to be hired and make money because I don't have a big safety net but like if you treat your employees like shit they're gonna give you shitty work yeah. You order shit, you eat shit. Mm, facts. My dad's gonna laugh at that joke. 
I yeah, I just I don't know. And maybe that's just a a hyper positive attitude I have in terms of like how I'd want to run a business because I know people are concerned about the fine line. But like, like I know for example, me stepping away from the escape room. I know for a fact my assistant managers had to pick pick up some extra weight because I I know the work I did. I know all of what I did. I know that shit was exhausting, and I know I was underpaid for all of what I did. But again, that's an issue with like the owners of like them not taking care of it. Like yeah, no one should have feel bad like oh I can't call off because what's gonna do, you know, to my teammates. Like it is up to the owner and the general managers to hire, primarily the owner, um, to hire adequate staffing. Because if you have to, if you have to take time off, and then do everything that you missed, it's not. You don't want to get time off because you're still doing all that work. No, no, they just make you do the work while you're taking your time off. <laughs> okay, your job does, yeah. Like, if you take a vacation and still have to do all this shit, it's not a vacation. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you saw a situation with my last boss where not only was I expected to work during my vacation, I was reprimanded during my vacation twice. I mean, and the only saving grace, I will say, the only saving grace was because someone who was in my home who tested positive. That was the only fucking saving grace in me having a, a vacation. Like, that's, that is ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. But I will say with this new job, I don't feel that pressure, so we just go keep that positive energy up about it it's kind of good it's really good i like it i like it a lot i don't like ice cream <laughs> i don't like ice cream but it's good <laughs> yeah i don't eat sweets that often but when i do it's usually like ice cream i'm a i'm a birthday cake type of boy i know uh, i know choice the fuck you mean you know we've bought a birthday cake <laughs> not around anyone's birthday we just went to kroger <laughs> and bought a cake <laughs> Cause that's that's the best. Like realizing as an adult that we could just go to Kroger and buy a cake was the most mind blowing concept in all of my adulthood so far. That made me so mad. We had to go to fucking Kroger on my days off. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <Yeah. laughs> I was like, damn, bitch, I'm here all the time. <laughs> but also, that birthday cake was delicious. Bro, there's nothing better than a summer birthday cake. Because uh, in my family, um, mom's birthday's in January, and dad and I are three days apart from each other in April. Mm-hmm. So I go eight months. Eight months. Without not even a sample, a tasting. You gotta make more friends. Like, they don't eat birthday cake for some goddamn reason. Like, one, she likes to make sweets, which I'm like, you know, that's cool, that's fine, but also, I want some birthday cake. <laughs> also, I don't... Actually, in the past couple of years, other than, like, us three and my immediate family's birthday cakes, I don't know if I've had, like, anyone else's birthday sweets. Also, the past two years, like, I still haven't had a birthday cake for this birthday, and... I am still old one from the last birthday. I haven't had a birthday. I haven't had a birthday cake for my birthday since I moved to Indiana. Okay, this is the second one I've missed. 
I'll buy you a birthday cake when I get out there. But like, I may not eat it. Like that's been the issue. Okay, like, well, what do you want? What do you want then, Chorzy? I don't know. I offer you a birthday cake. They're not gonna eat it. I will, I did have a friend who bought me a going away cake. But it wasn't a traditional birthday cake. Like you know, a birthday cake there's a certain taste and flavor and icing. He bought me like yeah. a like a a chocolate individual cake that was really good. I did eat that. Um, but like an actual just birthday cake, I haven't had in years. And like every time, like every birthday, the past two ones, I've been like, I'm gonna go get it. This is the time. I've tweeted about it and like, I'm gonna go get this cake. He wants that cake, 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 cake. And then like when you tweet stuff like that, I'm like this could be about cake or it could be about men and <laughs> i am never sure which one it is like because because we could have this conversation and then you <laughs> could tweet that tonight and it could be about sex <laughs> so i'm like there's i i can't honestly say whichever one it is <laughs> that's why i love it <laughs> it's the fun part of being gay where it's just like i just i want some cake and they're like do you do you do you have a sweet tooth? And you're just like, yeah. yeah. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. What does this mean? What does this mean? Did I, did I answer my question? It's like, I answered your question exactly what you asked. I, I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> no, I said what I said. You better give me something. Um, so, yeah, more of the story, y'all. If you're a manager, treat your employees nicely. Because if you don't, then what is their motivation for staying anyway? A paycheck? Yeah. That doesn't motivate many people and also the majority of us don't pay our staff enough anyway for that to be their only motivation for wanting to stay because the, oh. the past jobs i've worked and managed people they've been paid either minimum wage or a dollar more than minimum wage yeah like only working a job for the money is one of the most soul crushing things and especially if, like your staff discounts are garbage like Kroger staff discount when I was there, you got ten percent off Kroger products only. What? So you're paying me eight dollars and this? Ten percent? I was like, I hope someone robs this place. <laughs> you're joking, really? Ten percent of Kroger, like it's like that doesn't make any sense. Like ten percent off Kroger brand items? Like, go fuck yourself. K Roger. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. So they were like, you can only buy the generic shit. Like the stuff we produce. And, yeah. bro, That's that means discount. even if it was a dollar candy bar, which don't exist anymore. I got it for 90 cents. Only if it was a Kroger candy bar. I got it for 90 cents. What? I, am... I think I think got something with points. I'm not sure if he got double points or something. I don't even think it was that. But he got like a Kroger account. So I am flabbergasted. That is bullshit. I've never heard of that. Mm-hmm. And then if anyone says anything like, oh well during the pandemic they raised prices, um, or they raised like wages, but they also closed massive stores because they didn't want to take away any money from like their board members. Or their insane profit margins. Because, you know, they have to have hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, they have to. Like. We should just eat the rich. We should. And everyone says, like, well, at least they have a job. It's like, if you. I don't understand why people advocate for other people to struggle. Or be unhappy. Yeah. 
I'm saying like I don't know how to I don't know how to tell you that you should care about other people. <laughs> so I think from now on, no matter who it is, including family, I mean my family knows it's never I'd never like hold back. So I'm not gonna make this thing. It's like if I don't feel like you're leading from empathy, I'm not gonna engage in conversation with you. And if you continue to try to have a conversation with you with me, I'm gonna get mean. Also, like, should the black people go work on a cotton field then? Huh? Because that's a job. And get paid to go do that? Is that what you're saying? I'm just going to make it all about racism at that point. Yeah. Like, if you're not leading from empathy and you're not addressing the real lives of other people, I'm not going to listen to you. Because your opinion doesn't matter to me at that point. Like, I don't, like, I don't care who you are. I'm listening. Like, if you're listening... I don't give a shit who you are or what your relationship is to me. If your argument isn't leading from empathy and showing care for other people, I don't care about what you have to say to me. Like, if family knows that's included because I should have to tell them, like, I'm not having this conversation with you. I don't care about what you have to say to me. <laughs> you woke up and chose chaos today. Woo! Chaos sprung itself upon me. And now I have to react to it. And so everyone else gets what happens. If the world was a better place, I'd be nicer. But no, it fights with people. She got me doing things I never do. You ain't been, I'm telling you, I'm sprung. Did you see uh, T-Pain didn't know he had like request thing on Instagram? So he's been curving uh, celebrities for years. What? <laughs> yeah. He wants to think on Twitter is like he didn't know like you know sometimes when someone you don't follow or doesn't follow you messages yeah. you like even if you don't have a private account we're just putting requests yeah like he looked through his like celebrities for like years and years like trying to reach out to T Pain <laughs> he's just not been answering them because they don't existed I love that for that man uh, what a staple of my childhood I know you said the word sprung and it truly like just triggered that. I was like, oh, right. Because that was like my first instance of what it means to be sprung. I thought it's a legend forever. Honestly. Oh. I'm going to buy you a drink. Ooh, wee. I'm going to take you home with me. I got money in the bed. <laughs> like, that'll get anybody at a party just drunk as hell. Like, that's a great song, like, at the end of a night when people are, like, falling asleep. Just play it because people are just, like, singing it from the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've done that before. <laughs> I've been like falling into a couch, just like when the couch kind of eating you. Like you're just like, I, there's no way somebody's gonna help me out of this bitch. I just like sing, just like. Ah. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Absolutely. I forgot. Oh man, what was another one he did? Uh, well, he did. I remember I was a big Chris Brown fan as a kid, and he did Kiss Kiss with Chris Brown. Oh yeah, that was and a good was one. Like, Nappy boy. And pretty boy. And pretty boy. Hey. Hey. <laughs> that was ah. a good one. Oh, shit. T-Pain, like, helped run the early 2000s. Oh, Bartender. With, uh, was that with Akon? And she made us drinks to drink. drink. We drunk drunk. <laughs> now I think. <laughs> oh, my God. Ooh. Okay, you know what? We go. We gonna end this. We gonna end this. We can. We, we can wrap it up. We've, we've gone off topic again. Yeah, we, we, we vented <laughs> about work. We talked about you know working class struggles. And then yeah. pay your workers. If you pay your workers and treat your workers with respect, they're gonna give you a lot more. Like, I don't think people understand. You'll make more money if your workers care about you. 
I don't get why people don't get that. Like, I've given shit away for free because one, because one is like the employee was treating me better than my manager. And it's because I'm working for Ohio State, so I enjoyed watching them lose money. (laughs) Sometimes, and we have a whole episode about how we hate Ohio State, so I don't care if anybody gets upset at this. Sometimes when Ohio State would lose big games, I'm like, good, they didn't deserve it. I don't want some Ohio State fans to be happy. (laughs) So, (laughs) like, I'll be like, sound like, yeah, man, I wish Ohio State won that game. I'm also like, "Mm, I'm not that upset. I don't think they deserve this. No, if you don't put in the effort, you don't deserve the win. Also, most of y'all bitches didn't even go to Ohio State, so you don't really deserve the right to even claim Ohio State. Fucking fake-ass yeah. bitches. You're obsessed over a university you have no connection over. Get a fucking life. Go be a student there and then realize how shitty they are to some of their student population. God. Oh, I remember at one point, like it was my senior year, Ohio State was ever like, oh, it's our most diverse year yet. Like, we're making such strides in diversity. Good for us. The school was 79.9% white. The next highest minority, I think, was Asian. So, it's, and it's, it's general Asian. It's like, if your country is in Asia, Asian. So, this includes, like, you know... East Asians and South Asians, Middle East, like if it's so like very broad, like incredibly different cultural groups. Um, so it's like weird to, you know, generalize it as Asian because there's so much diversity in that. Yeah. Uh, that was like 6%. Um, the black population was a little over five. Then I think it was like Hispanics, like three, like Hispanics and like um, Latin identifying. It's like three or four and then like other. Oh, it's our most diverse year yet. 80% white. Ah, what a treat. Go Buckeyes. OH. IO. <laughs> cue music. <laughs> we can do it later. No, no, no. No cue music. No cue music. Uh-uh. Cancel that. What? I have, that, I have to do the outro. Oh, whoops. Anyway, so if you like this episode of Keep It 100, make sure that you like and comment and subscribe. And if you send us something dirty, we'll read it on the air. No, wrong podcast. Yes, we will. No, I'm not doing this. We're not doing that bit. I don't. I've heard some of the shit people have sent Nicole. I don't want that in my life. Who's going to send us stuff? I want them to send me stuff. Okay, fuck it. New bit. If you send us. Dirty comments on Instagram or Twitter, or if you email us at keepit100pod at gmail.com, I guess we'll fucking read it at the end of the podcast like Nicole Byer. Oh, God. This sounds like a horrible idea. I hate this idea. I love this idea. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I we'll mean, see what happens. I hope people do. Man, y'all ain't going to send shit anyway. You're a bunch of fake-ass fans anyway. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like how my brain was like, yeah, that's true. And I was like, wait, why not say that? Um, So, yeah, share us on social media. Uh, Give us a dollar a month. And it got to go. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate you. You was kind. You was smart. Mm. You was important. You're kind and important. I don't know about smart. (laughs) You're kind. Eh, I don't know. I'm being really general with our audience. (laughs) I don't know many of you that are kind, smart, and important. You, you um, with you. You exist. Uh, congrats. Do you want a fucking cookie? Um, <laughs> yeah. 
I appreciate you turning next week or previous week, or you can just put this podcast on shuffle, which makes it fun if we reference other episodes you haven't heard about yet. It's kind of exciting. Oh, I want to do that now. <laughs> um, yeah, listen to a linear podcast on shuffle. I think it'd be really fun. Is this really? I wonder, could you like, could you put like an audio book on shuffle? To be like, this book is so hard to follow. <laughs> oh, that'd be wild. Oh, man. That sounds like fun. Anyway, yeah, put our episodes on shuffle. I think it'd be really fun and exciting for you. Um, thanks. Cue music.